All right, everybody, welcome to another week of How to Pray, part four of Joe's four-part series on the outline of revival prayer in Isaiah 64. The last three weeks have been amazing. Make sure you go back and listen to them. If you've missed them, this week is going to be a doozy, so buckle up. He's got nine sub-points. And it's Amen. going to be amazing. So uh, this. this is why we record it, so that people can go back and listen. So <laughs> so take us there, Joe. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear this. So this is the lifestyle yeah. of prayer. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Go We've for it. We've looked at the conditions and yes. the foundations and the hindrances. Amen. And then we need to live that lifestyle of prayer. So good. And um, so very, very quickly this morning, uh, um, we're going to look at this. We're going to look from about verse 8 and work through some uh, and looking at the lifestyle of uh, uh, prayer for revival, if you like. Personal revival, of course, we need to have that before we can ever pray for revival in our city. Um, And verse 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. (laughs) Here you go. Here's a lifestyle. It's relationship with the Father. Our Father, Jesus said, John 11. John 16, ask the Father. John 20, my Father and your Father. Romans 8, 15, the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. John, uh, Romans 8, 17, we're heirs of the Father. Um, and, and then in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, the Father of glory gives to you he wants to give to you it's knowing god as your father jesus said i go to my father and Mm -hmm. your father we're adopted sons of a heavenly father lots of people say well i can relate to jesus as my savior but i can't relate to god as a father that's what's missing is that lifestyle of knowing our father and our Father loves us. You know, I like to put it this way sometimes, you know. Um, my, my two daughters, one called Leslie, um, the eldest, and, and, and my other daughter, Sarah. And if I'm in a room and, and someone says, Leslie, I'm immediately drawn to that, you know, to that name. Because it's the name of my daughter. Right. And then um, somebody says, Sarah, oh, my daughter's called Sarah. And I'm immediately drawn to that person because of the name. Your heavenly Father, Jesus said, hey, if you're going to pray, pray this way. Pray in my name, and my Father and your Father will hear it. Whenever you say the name of Jesus, your Father is drawn to it. Hmm. Hey, wait a minute. What's happening down there in India? They're calling in the name of my Son. A few angels are then dispatched dispatched with a few (laughs) answers. Amen. Amen. Calling on my so name. Good. The second one is flexibility in the hand of God. Mm. You've got to be flexible. Don't get religious. We are the clay and you our potter. Flexible and he wants Great to put word. us on the potter wheel. So and good. so you've got to be flexible in his hand. Wow. You know, don't don't be religious. Be flexible in it. <laughs> be willing to bend a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. here and there. Because if you're unbendable, you're just a religious dude. And God doesn't want you to be that way. <laughs> okay. I know you're loving me uh, um, watching this or see, listening to this. 
at this moment in time. And then number three is wonderful. Um, it says, and all we are the work of your hand. Mm. And I love to call that tolerance of other people. <laughs> You've got to be tolerant. You're just the same as they are. Yeah. And we got to be flexible together. Wow. And we got to be, you know, all we are. You're no different from me. God <laughs> made you and he made me. He just made me different from you. So good. I know I grate you up the wrong way. I know you don't <laughs> like my accent sometimes. But you just got to love me anyway. <laughs> so good. And that is so, that's part of the lifestyle of that we are supposed to live yes. as people. Amen. And be to be tolerant of uh, of of other people. You got to be kind to me because God's still working on me. Amen. So good. And we need to be mm. like that in Jesus' name. That's and great. um, number verse nine it says, "Do not be furious, O Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please look, for we are all your people." And um, and what I, I I I see in that is it's it's confidence to come before the throne mm. of grace, you know. Um, it says we've got to be. It, it says that in Hebrews chapter four, you know, that sword of the spirit and the word of God and so forth. And let us boldly or with confidence, it says in the New American Standard, come before the throne of grace. When am I not confident in coming before the throne of grace? Right. Is when I've sinned. So good. But actually, that's when we need to boldly come. Mm. Boldly come. That's a great word. That, that we might receive right. grace and mercy in our time of need. Mm. So it's in our time of need that we need to come before the Lord. When we've sinned, oh, God will have forgotten about it tomorrow. I'll come back tomorrow. No, now. Just wow. boldly come Great before job. the throne of grace that you might receive what right. God has got for Amen. you. Um, that's Hebrews 4, verse 16. Number five is this. It's boldness to call on God, unto God for the state of the nation. This should be part of our lifestyle. Uh, Derek, remember Derek Prince saying, pray for your government often, and you'll know the blessing of the Lord on your life. Mm. Whoever is the president or the prime minister, just pray for your government. Mm. And it says that your holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem, a desolation. And part of the lifestyle of our prayer is that we pray for our leaders. Mm. And that is so important, important for us. Um, here's a good one. Be a people willing to listen. We've got to be willing to listen. Um, you know, if you were to read, um, 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 if you were to read Isaiah 60, 65, down to verse 7, that's where you would go for this next part. I was sought by those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. And I said, here I am, here I am. We need to be a people, a people who are seeking God and listening to God. We got to listen to Him, and then we find there from verse one is verse seven. What happens to a rebellious nation? You're living, we're living in rebellious nations at the moment, and it bring, should bring the fear of the Lord yeah. upon our hearts, really. 
Um, so, I mean, I know we're going through this quickly. So That's number great. seven is in verse 65, chapter 65, verse 8. And um, don't let the wine skin go, grow old. Mm. Okay? So we, we don't become stiff and religious. Yeah. We don't let the wine skin. We've we got to continue to renew the wine skin. You know, there's a way that they renew wineskins. Um, um, and, and what they do to a wineskin that's been used and needs renewing is they turn it outside in, they scrape off all the sediment, they then hang it out to dry, and once it's all clean and ready, they put it back, they put, punch it back the right way, and then they anoint it with oil. Mm. That's just a picture of our spiritual life. Wow. God wants to clean us out. Hmm. He'll hang us out to dry for a little bit, maybe, till we get rid of all that stuff, and then he'll re-anoint us again. Wow. And he'll anoint Amen. us. So we don't let the wineskin go old. You know why? Because there's a blessing in it. Yes. It says that. Love what it says in verse 8. It says, As the new wineskin, Wine is found in the cluster, one, and 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 one says, "Do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it." Amen. Amen. One grape on its own, squeeze it and see how much juice you get. <laughs> You're gonna need the cluster. Yes. So it means being part of the body and being part of the new wine. Wow. And don't let the wine screen grow old. Amen. Number eight is this. We have two to go here. Verse nine. Um, I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah an heir of my mountains. Doesn't that just give you goosebumps? My elect shall inherit in it, inherit it, and my servant shall dwell there. The presence of God again. Yeah. You've got to dwell there. So you good. You've got to dwell there. You've got to be in his presence all the place that dwelling place with god and then finally in verse 10 it's, it's and and my my point is this the promise comes to a people who seek the lord mm. it says there sharon shall be a fold of flocks and the valley of acre a place of the herds to lie down for my people who have sought me. Mm. And it's in seeking the Lord that mm. as we seek the Lord, he will be found. Mm. And it's just a picture of Psalm 23, green pastures, yes. still waters, the place of restoration. He will restore your soul. It's a place of seeking God. You know, and the thing is, of Psalm 23, it's a journey. It's a journey. We, we seek the Lord, and he restores our soul. What for? To get us to the next level, to get us to the yes. table, the place yes. of anointing, and the place of overflowing. Mm. And we'll, then we can say, surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. It's seeking the Lord mm. and knowing the Lord in that way. And as we live in that lifestyle of praying and seeking God, we will know that we, we will know God, maybe in ways we've never known Him before. But we've got to choose the lifestyle, and it's far better, you know, 
it's far better to seek God than to ignore him and know his power working in and through our lives. Amen. Amen. So good. I think what you just said there really summarizes the whole point of really this four part, but just prayer in general is that we can know God more than we know him right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, listening to everything that you've shared now in all these episodes, I think that's just the takeaway to me that I'm walking away like, gosh, at this, at the simple, most basic, but deepest level prayers and invitation from God to know God. And it's endless. You know, I'm just hearing how you read the Bible and talking with Jonathan about it. Like hearing you read the Bible teaches me how to read the Bible. Like, wow, I never would have thought to ask that question or think about it from that angle. And God is just endless and prayer is such an invitation to know him. And that's really exciting and encouraging. Amen. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening to this series of talks from Joe. I hope it's been helpful. I encourage you to keep listening back to them, share them with people as you're continuing the conversation in your own life of how do we pray? How do we live a lifestyle of prayer? All of these things. I think this has been really deep, but so accessible at the same time and so practical. So really encouraged, man. Thank you for investing in our church. We love you so much. Love you too. Take care.